Grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Freedom isn't free, but is bought by the blood of the American soldier, so it's said. And likewise, the freedom of the gospel of Jesus Christ is not free, but was bought by the blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus himself. Salvation unto us has come by God's free grace and favor. And like the freedom we enjoy as the people of our nation, the freedom of the gospel conscripts us into service for the sake of that gospel. In the epistle to the Ephesians, chapter 6, St. Paul, in a very well-known passage, and we actually discussed this yesterday morning, yesterday morning at our men's Bible study, the book of Ephesians, St. Paul gives a well-known picture of the armor of God. Maybe some of you know that image. I remember a child my wife used to babysit when uh, we were going through seminary. And uh, she was another seminary student's daughter. And she actually had a toy, armor of God. So there was the, the helmet of salvation. And the helmet you would put on said salvation on it. There was the shield of faith. And it had faith across it. The breastplate of righteousness. The idea... That God's people are wearing armor ought to tell you something about what God intends for his people who have been saved freely. They are in the midst of war. You, people of God, clothed in this armor, are soldiers in that army. If you haven't noticed, the battle will come to you eventually, whether you want it or not. And you are not left defenseless. The one piece of that armor in Ephesians 5, or Ephesians 6, is the sword. The sword of the Spirit, which is... The word of God. The word of God is your weapon against your own sinful flesh, against the devil himself, and against the world that hates you and wants to destroy you. Make no mistake, like St. Paul, the battle is coming. St. Paul writes Philippians, our epistle for today, is found in chapter 1. He writes it from a prison cell. And that's what he's talking about at the beginning of the text when he says, I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. In other words, the good news of free salvation in Jesus Christ 
was moving forward throughout the world, not in spite of Paul being in prison, but because he was in prison. In prison for proclaiming free salvation for the blood of Jesus Christ. Now, I shouldn't have to tell you, but perhaps I do, that we as Christians need to be keenly aware that the threat of being imprisoned for faith in Jesus Christ is becoming all the more too real. You know, anytime we preach on any biblical text, one of the challenges is to take something that was written in the case of Paul 2,000 years ago and to take it from that time and pull it into our present scenario. And you might think it's a little bit unrelatable knowing that, oh, Paul was thrown in prison, he eventually was put to death for his faith. Don't be fooled. Read your news carefully. We've seen in the last few years pastors arrested and put in jail for having the gumption to worship with their congregations during COVID restrictions. As we speak, in Finland, a Western nation with a Lutheran heritage, two Lutherans there, one of the bishops of the Finnish Lutheran Church there, and one of his lay members, a woman who served in the government there, are on criminal trial, facing jail time for the second time because they dared to publish a pamphlet that said God defines marriage as a man and a woman and homosexuality is a sin. Read another article about UK Christians arrested for praying silently outside an abortion clinic. You may not think it's coming for you, but eventually you will be asking yourself, am I ready to suffer for the name of Jesus Christ like Paul, knowing that even if I do, God will advance the gospel of Jesus Christ through it. And I want you to notice Paul's mindset in our text today. What has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. It has been condoned throughout the whole imperial guards, all the rest. My imprisonment is for Christ. I will rejoice, Paul says, for to me... To live is Christ, and to die is gain. Here's Paul, saved freely by the blood of Jesus Christ, knowing he will suffer anything in his body that comes at him, even death, for the sake of that gospel. And so I invite each of us this morning, as fellow warriors with Paul, conscripted into service for our God, what are we willing to suffer? What are we willing to suffer? As we think about how we prioritize our time. As we prioritize what is truly important to us. Do we, like Paul, have the boldness to go forth with that word? That is a sword. 
that by the power of the Holy Spirit pierces hearts, convicts of sin, and heals with the free gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul, from his prison cell, invites the Philippians, and he invites you and me to be emboldened by his example. As we read in on in our text, he says, Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or I am absent, I may hear of you, that you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel, and not frightened in anything, By your opponents. Now I can't say this with certainty here, but it sure sounds like Paul is using battle language. Standing firm. Striving. Side by side. With one mind and one spirit. And not frightened. Because you see... My dear fellow Christians, my dear fellow soldiers clothed in the armor of God, you have one who fights on your side who has already fought on your behalf. You have one who fights on your side who has already, by his bleeding and suffering and dying, atoned for all of your sins and by his victory, On Easter morning, overcoming death so that you can overcome death allowed you to say confidently with Paul, for me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. What joy that you and I can say that with St. Paul. To live is Christ, but to die is gain. The worst thing to happen to you in this life is not that you should die. But rather that you should die forgetting the free gospel of Jesus Christ by which he purchased you. And not knowing that that gospel that free salvation bought by Jesus' blood is your priceless treasure. For me, to live is Christ. To die is gain. And so I ask you, my brothers and sisters, As opponents come after the church of Jesus, after this family of faith, after these fellow laborers in the vineyard, as Jesus described them, where will we be? Will we be standing firm with one mind, striving side by side with one spirit and not frightened because knowing That in our hands is the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, and that Jesus, by that Word, 
fights on our behalf. Paul, from his prison cell, eventually, I think he was probably certain he would eventually have to give his life for the gospel of Jesus Christ. But he was able to say that he would welcome death. If I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me. Yet which I shall choose, I cannot tell. I am hard-pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. To remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. Paul saw blessing in either outcome. His death meant being with Christ. His living meant kept, he'd keep on working as a laborer in the vineyard. As a soldier, clothed in God's armor, ready to battle any opponent with the word of God. Dear fellow Christians, like Paul, like the Philippians, you are so clothed and you have the same confidence available to you. You need not fear what you may suffer for the name of Jesus Christ. To die is gain. Jesus has overcome death. And done it freely and fully for you. Your future is secure. So God grant you the boldness equipped with his word. To engage the battle however it may come for you. For your family. For this church. For this community. For our nation. For our world. However the opponents of the gospel of Jesus Christ manifest themselves, we will not be shaken. To die is gain. And to live in this world with the gospel of free and full salvation, that is Christ. And that is ours. And it shall never be taken away from us. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.